Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am sad we're on different continents again. Yeah. But I will say that this timing of recording is working out for me. Oh, perfect. So everything is fine. Nice. Um, I have a super fun little story for you. I will admit it is a little bit more history than like actual ghost story, but I feel like I feel like it's a fun one. Like okay. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. So, um, do you know where Hanover, Kansas is? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'll be honest. I actually have no idea about any locations <laughs> in Kansas. Um, because <laughs> it's a place. It sounds fun. Like, there's a Hanover Street in Edinburgh. So, you know, I was like, yeah. cool. Like, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the story takes place about five miles northeast of Hanover. Um, so, five miles northeast of Hanover is actually the only remaining Pony Express stop that's actually <gasps> in its original location. Right? It was right by you. Maybe. Unless you're on the other side of Kansas. Hold on. I'm going to Google. Oh, perfect. Hanover, Kansas. Let's see. Going to maps now. (laughs) (laughs) I like this process. This is good. (laughs) All right. All right. Zooming out. Oh, okay. So I was in like northeast kansas and this is like it's like north central kansas well more it's a little northeast but i think i'm more east i was more okay but you're like closer to it than if you were on opposite ends of kansas wait was i up there wait just a second (laughs) (laughs) when you've forgotten where you've lived hey it was a long it was a long time ago ago. fair enough fair enough um (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> you just derailing your story. That's okay. Well, I'll, in the meantime, I'll tell you another fun fact. Okay. Apparently, this location was actually the largest stop along the Pony Express route as well. Oh. So Hanover really has two things going for it. They've got the oldest stop that's in the same location. It's actually like still in use today, which is crazy. And it's the largest stop. Oh, I was right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm not as north as I thought I was. I'm more just east. So East Kansas. Yeah. I was like not I'm on the same half of the state as it. Fair enough. <laughs> or I was. <laughs> I'm currently in Kansas right now. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, as you should be. Who cares about college when you can go to Kansas? Exactly. I mean I did want to go to KU for a good chunk of my childhood. <laughs> Is that because you lived in Kansas for yeah. a good chunk of your childhood? And my neighbors were like diehard KU fans. So of they course they were. <laughs> of course they were. Well, I'm glad you didn't go for one. I liked Kansas. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, anyway, back to the rail that you've derailed us from. Rerailing us. <laughs> Rerailing us. Um, so the building, the station, it was built on Cottonwood Creek in 1857, and it was built by Jared H. Hollenberg, which is why the story title is the Hollenberg Pony Express. Um, I don't think I told you the story title, but I did now. <laughs> That's what I will be putting on the title of this podcast episode. <laughs> nice. Um, 
1857. And if you can imagine, like, I told you it's still standing today. This building was built in 1857. Wow. Like, that's kind of wild. That is very wild. Almost 200 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wait. So, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> a, a 20 years short, but, like, it's fine. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> close enough. Um, so, he, this building, he built, like, the six-room building. And I think it was initially, it wasn't intended to be a Pony Express stop. It was just, in, like, intended to capitalize on the fact that there were these wagons that were going to be passing by on the Oregon Trail as people moved to California. Mm. So he built this building, and he was like, you know what, let's make it a grocery store. And from a grocery store, it became a tavern, and then from there, it became an unofficial post office. And this is because the Pony Express wasn't really a thing until the 1860s anyway. Mm. So... When it hit April of 1860, three years later, it became the famous Pony Express station. And then later on, after the Pony Express ended, it became um, a stagecoach station. Um, So if you didn't know about the Pony Express route, it was actually open only for 18 months. Which I feel like is really quite short. I thought the Pony Express was open for way longer. Yeah, I felt like that was like an era, you know? Yeah. It really feels like at least like 20 years. Yeah. Like it feels like the Pony Express was like a thing for, like when I think of it, I'm like, oh, like that was a period of time. Yeah. But it was actually only 18 months. It was April of 1860 through October of 1861. Why do we hear so much about it then? Well, I mean, I I guess I don't hear that much, but like still for like something that was so short, it's weird that we know any information about it I yeah like. well it was it <laughs> was a <laughs> that's so fair but I think even though it was so short it was like a really major like impacting thing that happened mm, that's and I'll tell yeah. you a bit about it in a second um so there were approximately 2,000 miles from where it started in St. Joseph Missouri to where it ended in Sacramento California and before the Pony Express existed it was basically just these railroad and telegraph that went from like the east coast to St. Joseph. So okay. everything that you could communicate with was on the east coast. It, nothing really went west, nothing really went all the way over to California especially. Mm-hmm. And then when thing if things needed to go further than that, they would go to St. Joseph via the railroad or telegraph. And then from St. Joseph, they would load all the mail up onto the stagecoach and like a wagon or something like that you know like something that's like big and heavy and that would be sent over to California and so that trip would basically take months like it was months for it to get from Missouri to California if and that's like if the mail didn't get lost along the way if the like wagon didn't get derailed and like the mail got lost or whatever so a lot of the times the mail actually just got lost along the way so it was really unreliable and it took months Mm, yeah I can, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So that is, I think, why the Pony Express is so influential um, and why we talk about it a lot because it solved basically that entire problem for the Mm -hmm. year and a half that it was around because it used riders on horseback. Um, And through those 18 months, the riders of the Pony Express were said to have carried 35,000 pieces of mail over more than 650,000 miles, like back and forth consecutively for 18 months, which is a lot of miles and a lot of mail. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And apparently it was said that in all of this time, all of those miles, all of those horses, all of those like riders switching mail back and forth, they only lost one sack of mail. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, they were pretty solid. Like this was a solid group of people. Yeah. And I think like at the time when, you know, you had the telegraph and you had the railroad, but only in a certain part of the country, like they really solved that problem of communication, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, but the thing about being a Pony Express rider is that it was a really dangerous job. And the big part of it is that like, you know, rough terrain, severe weather, wild animals, et cetera, et cetera. And then there was also the fact that like, these were settlers in America and they were running through Native American land. Mm. So there was a chance of, you know, getting attacked. Um, so it was like, it wasn't the best, like most secure job in terms of staying alive. Mm. Um, and for all of those reasons, there was actually this, oh my God, I can't even, this, this advert is just wild to me. Um, there was this Pony Express advert from the 1860s in California, and it literally read, Wanted. Young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over 18, must be expert riders willing to risk death daily, orphans preferred. Oh my god. Is, Why not over 18? I think they just wanted them to be, like, agile, you know, like, able-bodied or whatever. I mean, I'd say people in their 20s still are, at least. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I have no idea, but, like, I just think it was really... Like, willing to risk death daily. Yeah. Orphans. Orphans preferred. Dang. Like, specifically, young, skinny, wiry fellows. The interview is just like, do you have parents? (laughs) How old are you? If yes, immediately decline. (laughs) Please leave. Um, But yeah, I was that. I read that and I like literally, I was like, what is this? Like, what is this advert? (laughs) Um, Yikes. Um, but even though it did say um, not over 18, a lot of the riders were around 20. Hmm. Um, but their ages did vary. So I think there was one rider who was reported to be 11 and then oh one God. in his mid-40s. Oh, okay. But I guess he, like, passed the rest of the <laughs> able to ride and he had be, no like, <laughs> willing to wiry. risk death. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um <laughs> So there were 183 men in total who rode for the Pony Express. And I would hate to think that in all of those 183 people, there was only one 11-year-old and one 40-year-old, because that would get pretty awkward. <laughs> um, but they did get paid. They made about $100 per month. And I'm pretty sure with inflation, like I feel like that's like a decent enough salary. Yeah. Um, all right, so the Pony Express was more like the relay. Um, which I feel like makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna r- ride the entire the entirety length of the Oregon Trail or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've read Onyx and Ivory. I have not. But I feel like I feel like we've talked about it, like on Grimm as well. Have we? I'm, I don't remember. I talk about it a lot. Um, <laughs> but a, a major part of the book was also this pony relay for mail, and I feel like um, it like the book must have been based on like the actual Pony Express, but I didn't realize that until doing mm. this research. Um, anyway, in the relay, each rider would cover around 75-ish, maybe up to 100 miles a day, and then would, or not a day, like, that would be their, like, route. Like, they would cover the 100 miles and then hand the mail off to the next rider, um, who would, like, take their place on the route, and they would maybe get some time to rest, maybe have to run the mail back, whatever. 
Um, but the good news is, is that the riders would swap out their horses every 10 to 15 miles, um, which I feel like is, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Mm. Um, I feel like in my brain, in my mind, I was like, oh, you build up this like connection with one horse and then you just ride that horse. Yeah, that's true. But to be fair, like a hundred miles a day for one horse would be a lot. <laughs> that poor horse, yeah. That poor horse. Glad so. that it's not. Yeah, that's yeah, not exactly. how it's done. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the one-way trip would take around ten days. So, but I mean, like compared to the stagecoach, like drastically reducing the time that it takes to get mail from one place to another. Mm-hmm. So the Pony Express was great for increasing communication between the east and west coasts, but the problem was the finances. Um, for the owners who built the Pony Express. So that was the Central Overland California and the Pikes Peak Express Company. And they, I think they got together and they wanted to get this like million dollar government mail contract. So the two companies ended up spending $700,000 on the project and they ended up losing $200,000 of their own investment. Um, And then they didn't end up getting the contract anyway. So when the telegraph was made like to be more common i guess in october of 1861 they decided to declare bankruptcy and that's when they closed down all of the pony express stations yeah sad honestly i would love to join the relay i feel like that would be really fun if it wasn't dangerous and required you to be an orphan (laughs) exactly yes um yeah if they if it was safer Mm -hmm. And the only the only requirement was that you know how to ride a horse. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm in. For sure. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, so after these companies declared bankruptcy and they closed down, most of the stations fell into ruin, and that was around 163 stations. Um, but somehow, the Hollenberg station managed to, like, stay upright and stay in use. Um, and that was... So a few years later, this was... Um, 1861 when it closed down a few years later in 1869 the town of hanover was founded and the residents decided that they wanted to preserve the station which like i think is probably the only reason that it's like still standing um because they ended up i can't remember if it was like i think it must have been a few years later um this the building is now on a state historical park and they turned the um station into a museum and visitor center so you can actually go there today. Oh, we should go. Absolutely. I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> we should take ponies to the to the station. <gasps> yeah. I feel like if they aren't doing that already, that would be such a lucrative business. Honestly. Like have a few ponies, give a yeah. few pony rides, be like, yeah, you're delivering mail. Kids would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. I would go. Yeah, I would be like, right would, now. <laughs> I would book a trip just for that. I'd be like, I'm going to Kansas to see the Hanover, um, the Hanover like town, just for the Pony Express. Yeah, for sure. It and should, we should get on that. The town I lived in for like two years. <laughs> oh my god, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, here's where we get a little bit, a little bit paranormal. Um, according to some of the visitors and the staff at the Hollenberg Building. There are a bunch of riders who actually just decided to stay at the station, even though it was closed. Mm. Um, and so one source said that maybe, maybe their um, spirits are embedded in the wood of the station itself. Um, maybe they relive the days where they were like the only 
basically the only link between the east and west coast maybe they just Mm. want to relive that and honestly fair enough i feel like if i was part of the pony express i'd be like yeah i want to relive that forever as well yeah um but what people tend to hear is a lot of ghostly pacing through the hallways um which again fair i think if i was like waiting for my next ride i would be like ready you know pacing yeah they don't got like phones or anything yeah (laughs) Um, And then I think the most interesting thing that people do hear is, I think, the one that you'd expect people to hear. It's the sound of, like, pounding hoofs, thundering through the night. Um, And then you'd also hear the distant sounds of the young men calling out as they near the station. And, again, it was because they don't have cell phones. So when the riders would get near, like, when they would see the station, if it was, like, in yelling distance, they would yell out um, so that the next rider had the chance to, like, get their horses ready get ready to go mm-hmm. so that the, like the the relay doesn't stop yeah for some reason most of the like strange like noises and sounds are heard in the summer months um like the hoof beats and the shouting it's it's typically in the summer months and not in the winter mm-hmm. um and i guess um i guess it's because like when the hot weather was like it was more warm than cold um, like the attacks would increase um, so it made it more dangerous during the summer as opposed to the winter oh. so it's bad for the riders and I think maybe if you're killed in the summer months you'd like still have that energy mm-hmm. um, but to be fair there was like really like one summer that it was open yeah that's true <laughs> um, but yeah so that's like the most common haunting around here it's the, the hoofbeats when there are no horses around um other people have actually claimed to see some of the riders, which I think is wild. Um, there are several apparitions reported on the grounds who are like these young men wearing chaps and wide-brimmed hats, and they just like disappear when they're approached. Um, which I think is scary because if I saw a cowboy who disappeared, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, and the most disturbing spirit that is reported to haunt the station is believed to be this young rider who was found off the trail after he'd been attacked by Native Americans. Um, and his fingers were cut off, his tongue was cut out, and according to some reports, there were arrows stuck in his back. So, But his mailbag was still in his possession, so I think another rider must have finished that relay. Um, he was taken to the station where they tried to heal his wounds but it didn't end up working and he died in agony and I think the really disturbing part is a lot of visitors um, who are rightfully traumatized by this experience have claimed to see his body lying on the floor of one of the rooms only to disappear in an instant when like he's seen Um, which again like traumatizing Yeah. Um, and others have seen him wandering around the halls but like kind of mutilated almost oh. like if there was like blood on his mouth and his hands oh god um and he does appear to be very sad to those who have seen him and then he vanishes um but that is i think the most disturbing ghost ever to be seen and to be fair i feel like in 18 months like yes ghosts would like to stay around mm-hmm. but like if you've died a really gruesome death and then died in the station that would be most likely to become a ghost mm-hmm. Um, at least it's not a poltergeist. Yeah, true. So, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> the bright side. <laughs> the bright side. Um, 
A lot of people tend to report strange sounds and cold spots. I think cold spots is very common in the building. Um, and then apparently the former station owner, um, Hollenberg, his spirit is also said to be in the building and he just likes to rearrange and hide objects, which I think mm-hmm. as a ghost is one of the more funny ones, you know? Yeah. Like like just a little game. I think that, that's what I would do if I was a ghost. I'd just like move things like two inches to the left. I'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd like to play like that. Just a little mind game. Just a little mind game, yeah. Um, so I personally like to believe that the place is haunted, but I think that's just because we do a paranormal podcast on yeah. every other week. Um, <laughs> but some people are unfortunately a bit more skeptical. So the current director of the station said that he is skeptical about ghost stories. And he has said that he might stay overnight to dispel the rumors, but he oh. hasn't done that. And I think the Why reason not? he hasn't done that is maybe because he knows it's haunted. Yeah. Mm, you know? You know? Um, and then there was, the staff said that there was a book that was published that said the station is haunted, but some people, you know, they've, they've said, like, there aren't any unusual sightings or sounds. Um, again, maybe you're just not there at the right time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then one woman said that the station felt a bit spooky when you're alone and it's quiet, but nothing more. And again, I think you just weren't there for long enough. Yeah. True I feel like the spirits have to be like, like, oh, you're chill, you know? <laughs> Like, if your vibes are good, we'll, we'll pop yeah, out. They gotta vibe check you. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes people's vibes just aren't good. That's fair. That's fair. It just means that you don't get to see the ghosts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That is a story I have for you. I know it's a bit more history than haunting, but I felt like the history was, like, kind of fun. Yeah, I liked it. Kind of fun and fresh. I, honestly, I like the history part a bit more than the haunting part. Um, <laughs> just, I like learning about the Pony Express. I thought that that was something that I've never, like, learned before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it existed, but, like, what a, what about it? Yeah. What was true. the Pony Express? True, true. And I love a good horse story. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah that is all that I have for you today do you have any questions comments concerns Uh, I do not I I enjoyed the little horse story I thought you would (laughs) I I, I was doing some research and I was like could I do like a a haunting at a building or a haunting at a Pony Express station (laughs) and of course I was like Pony Express for (laughs) sure (laughs) yeah Um, yeah do you do you want to change the subject for us um sure yeah, I am. I'm back at school now. Gross, disgusting. Don't um, do it. But I just watched Knives Out with my roommates. So. Oh, how the glass onion one? No, the first one, Knives Out. Ah, yeah. Okay. To you know, see some Chris Evans, obviously. <laughs> have you all seen it, or is this the first time one of your flatmates have seen it? Uh, it was the first time for one of one of ah, us. Yeah. So nice. Rather three have seen it. Yeah. It's a so, good yeah. movie. It's good. Yeah, and then we're we're planning on watching glass onion at some point so solid just Hell a little yeah. preamble to it <laughs> nice but yeah that's it for me it's a good anything? update yeah thank you um i also start class tomorrow but it's not like class class it's like my dissertation lab thing mm-hmm. that's happening mm-hmm. and i emailed my supervisor like the other day on friday and i was like hey like what time do you need me to be in like what do you plan for my schedule to be because i'm supposed to be part-time for a bit mm-hmm. and then um 
the the person who's like in charge of me basically emailed me back and was like oh like you can come join our lab meeting at 9 30 one of the people is going to be presenting their work and also we're going to do like a journal club oh so here's an article to read for journal club (laughs) i was like i love the enthusiasm but I will not be able to read that. And she did say, like, you don't have to, like, don't feel pressure to read it. And I was like, I, oh, I will not be reading it. Because <laughs> so I will not be doing that. <laughs> two days notice. I didn't know that this was happening. Like, yeah. You know. Um, fair, fair. But yeah, I might give it a little skim on my, on my walk to, to the lab meeting. I'm so stressed. Yeah. You got this. I hate meeting new people. No, that's fair. That's fair. But and like starting this. new things. You know, like day three, yeah. I'm going to be fine. It's just like day one and two that I get stressed about. No, I totally get that. Yeah. The, you know, when you're like settling in. Yeah. And you're like, you don't know what exactly what's happening and you don't know all the people. And then you just like ask for help. I'm like, oh, yeah. just let me, let me get to the end of week one. Yeah. Let me know what and I'm then, doing. And exactly. Is. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I guess Skip that. over this week. <laughs> But at least I started this week out with a fun little pony story, and that's yeah. all that matters. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's that's all that I have. Do you do you have anything else that you'd like to add? I do not. All right. Do you want to spiel us out? Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. You can follow us, like our photos, DM us, um, and from our profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us thoughts on stories we have covered, stories you want us to cover, or life updates of your own. We also have a Twitter, which is Podcast Grim, and a Facebook, which is Grim Podcast. And other than that, just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week for some mm-hmm. true crime, unless I'm not feeling true crime, in which case <laughs> I might do something else. You know, sometimes you got to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we will have a story for you. That, that can be said. um so yeah without further ado let's uh we'll see you guys next week yeah bye bye